X's and O's with Minnesota Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell on the Minnesota Vikings radio network. Now from the TCO studios in Egan, here is the voice of the Vikings, Paul Allen. Hey, it's X's and O's on the KFAN Minnesota Vikings radio network and Vikings.com. I'm Paul Allen with Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell. And the winds of change have been blowing at Twin Cities Orthopedics Performance Center. We record this on a Tuesday. You hear it on a Wednesday. So it um, it was hot and heavy around here on a Tuesday. Holy cow. Let's begin with uh, quarterback Josh Dobbs. You guys traded for him. Ten starts with Tennessee and Arizona. Started out with Pittsburgh. Eight TDs this year. Looked quite good against the Dallas Cowboys. What do you like about Josh? Yeah, I think uh, any time at this point in the season you can, uh, you know, really kind of in the face of adversity, losing, you know, a quarterback that maybe was playing as well as anybody in our league in Kirk Cousins. Uh, we wanted to try to solidify that room, uh, solidify the depth of the room, knowing uh, that Nick Mullins is still recovering from from uh, you know his stint on the short-term IR. Uh, we're excited about Jaron Hall and, and giving him an opportunity this weekend, but really what Josh Dobbs brings is really uh, experience, a guy that's played against the Niners, played against the Cowboys, played against some really good, mm. the L.A. Rams, some really good defenses. Yeah. This year and, and moved and moved uh, the Ravens the, and moved uh, that offense and and we saw that team up close and personal in joint practices and there's a lot to like there but there's also you know some development going on around there and I just thought when you watch him on tape steady uh, playmaking ability with his legs uh, can see the field he's very smart. Um, and, and ultimately, I think he's going to be a good addition to our team as we continue to try to solidify, like I said, the loss of Kirk Cousins, which is something we're not going to be able to do. Uh, but it's our job as coaches to give our team the best possible chance to go continue to win football games. Love where we're at as a team right now, momentum-wise. we got to keep that going. Uh, Ezra Cleveland, guard Ezra Cleveland, goes to the Jacksonville Jaguars where he gets to work with Phil Rauscher, their yep. offensive line coach, and they know each other really well. Um, I would imagine imagine that, um, that this has multiple tentacles as to why it happened, but it can't happen if Dalton Reisner yep. doesn't give you what you want, correct? Yeah, bittersweet. Uh, Ezra was one of the first players that, that really I got to know well um, when I, I came here to be the head coach of the Vikings, and um, I've always had nothing but love for Ezra. I mean, incredibly consistent uh, guy that, uh, you know, is the same guy every single day, talented player. Uh, but PAU, as you know, when, you know, guys are going, are in the last year of their contracts, we do bring on a player like Dalton. We have a Blake Brandell. Um, we're going to eventually be able to possibly have Chris Reed back yeah. activated uh, off of injured reserve. So it was uh, like very few teams experience. We did feel uh, like we were, you know, had the, you know, the, the riches at the position of the guard. Yeah. Um, and could we possibly uh, acquire, um, you know, an immediate uh, resource that Kwesi can then use in either another move or potentially in this year's draft. Mm. Um, and, and it's always important that where the player's going, um, that they they feel really good about it as well. And I know in my dialogue with Ezra, the opportunity to go reunite with Phil uh, Rauscher down there, who I know very well is a great, great football coach, um, for a team with Doug. And that, 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 that team's got a lot going on in a good yeah. way. A great quarterback and a lot of enthusiasm and excitement down there in Duval. And, and I think Ezra's going to be a big part of what they do as they continue their chase uh, for the playoffs as well. So I would imagine with the two starts for Dalton, things have worked out well. Likewise for Ed Ingram, who really has kind of jumped out of his skin of late this season. Second-year players, that's how it's supposed to work, so yeah. good for 
had. But um, about the only thing with Dalton on which to work, I would imagine, would be imitating Daniil's karate kick in the yeah. end zone after the Hawkinson touchdown, I yep. think. I mean, the, the vertical might have been 18, eh, maybe 20 inches, you know? Yeah, I think uh, what fans are probably coming to find out about Dalton is just an enthusiasm to play this game. He loves playing. That's awesome. Infectious personality in the locker room and, and really has fit right in there next to CD uh, and Garrett Bradbury. I can tell you this much, uh, you know, we don't feel as uh, comfortable uh, with making a move with uh, a really established core starter like Ezra Cleveland if Dalton Reisner is not here right. uh, in, our, in our building. So um, really a credit to Dalton, but at the same time, you know, uh, it's, it's something that we want to continue to see consistently, uh, him bringing that same juice and energy and, and really solidifying that line uh, to go along with Ed there who's playing improved football each and every time he goes out. And the expectation is we're going to continue to get better and better and better because I think it's important when you lose a quarterback of Kirk's caliber yeah. as well as he was playing, we're all going to have to do just a little bit more. Offensive line, receivers, running backs, tight ends, defensively, the kicking game, and maybe most importantly myself uh, you know, as the head coach and play caller to continue to try to find ways to put our guys in great situations to move the rock. Uh, trade, trades and just everything going on. By the way, you have the Falcons this weekend. Yep at noon on KFA, and it's a road game, too. Speaking of the Falcons, uh, were you a big Mike Vick fan while attending La Costa Canyon High School? Who wasn't a big Mike Vick fan? <laughs> Did you run like him? I mean, Mike Vick, basically, I grew up loving Randall Cunningham, both as an Eagle and as a Viking, um, and then it basically <laughs> turned into, hey, this Mike Vick guy's pretty good. He just throws the ball with his other hand, which I don't understand. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but no, I, I, I thought he was a, a special, special uh, guy that really changed the game. And in this day and age, if that kind of evolution took place at the quarterback position with a talent like Michael Vick, um, I can only imagine what social media and, and the like would be. <laughs> wow. It'd be crazy with the way yeah. he broke ankles and every Barry Sanders, too. Yep. Uh, yeah, so not really much going on here on X's and O's with Kevin O'Connell and yours truly, Paul Allen. Got some trades, Falcons this weekend. And Kevin gets to alter the offensive plan again and on the fly with the by super late in the season. Uh, does that mean extra hours for all, at least initially? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, anytime you're going to be, uh, you know, figuring out the best way to play football, you know, that's as a team. Uh, first and foremost, philosophically, how do we want to play the game? What yep. do we think it's going to take to win the game? Getting with Flo, Wes Phillips, Matt Daniels on a big picture landscape and really trying to figure out what that looks like. And then when we get into the nuts and bolts of the game plans in all three phases, really offensively for us, uh, you know, how do we want to help Jaron? Uh, on the road in a tough environment against a really, really good defense, fast, explosive. Uh, got to know you know Ryan Nielsen really well through the interview process last year, so I know uh, he's as good as it gets. You know, in the National Football League defensively, uh, Arthur and his staff do a great job offensively running the football. One of the better run teams in the NFL, and they can be explosive with Drake London and Kyle Pitts and the rest of their their uh, their supporting cast. So, uh, unbelievable challenge. Uh, we find ourselves in kind of a similar position, uh, you know, record-wise in the NFC. You just never know, you know, how important this game will be uh, when you look back on things when it's all said and done for 2023. And and speaking of Kirk Cousins, um, I liked Monday when you said something along the lines of there are going to be major problems to navigate, and this is why we are here. There was more to it, but lots of Super Bowl winning minds in the mix here. Pettin has seen it all over 22. Keenan and, and just so on and so on. 
on. How important is the demeanor of you and your staff taking on, obviously, positivity during yet another transition? Yeah, I think it's the most important thing in leadership uh, is, you know, we talk to our players a lot about being at your best when it's required. It would be incredibly hypocritical of me to not feel like I need to be like that for this team. And I think our coaching staff feels the same way. Um, we're going to be at our best. We're going to put together a really good plan. We got to have a great week of preparation to get ready for a really good football team. Uh, guy making his first start at quarterback for us. Uh, we need to, you know, wrap our arms around him, but also he's got to know we believe in him. He's got to know we're confident in what he's physically capable of go doing. And, uh, you know, it's our job to make sure the support, you know, both mentally and physically to be at his best on Sunday. Uh, whatever that looks like, we're going to go try to win a football game, and, and we have all the confidence, confidence in the world in Jaron to go do that. And, Kevin, is it important, you know, like with Jaron into this game to be like, hey, don't go out there and have the mindset of like, I'm going to win this thing for the next 10 years. Yeah. I just win it for the next 10 minutes, then the next 10 minutes, right? Yeah, I, I would. This is a, a prime example because I think one of my biggest regrets from my playing career was feeling like when my opportunities did come, uh, that I had to go win the Super Bowl on that play, that third down, that uh, first drive of the game. And that's not the way we're built here. Uh, we hopefully will put together a plan where Jaron feels like he can just go do his job, you know, be great in and out of the huddle, be great with your cadence, be great uh, with your technique and fundamentals, your progressions, uh, getting us into the right run plays based upon whatever look the defense provides. But then it's on us as coaches to make sure that plan matches with him just doing his job, mm. the other 10 guys in the huddle doing theirs, and then the plan being good enough to compete and move the football and score points versus you know one of the better defenses right now in the NFL. So, so speaking of the plan, uh, Kirk is 6'3", Jaron's 6 foot. So I'd imagine that fact it goes into putting things together into Atlanta, right? Yeah, we're not going to be able to shrink our offensive line, nor I wouldn't <laughs> want to. I know Calais Campbell, um, if he was standing in front of that camera right now, you probably wouldn't see a whole lot of us. Um, so we can't change some things, PA, but yeah. uh, we can certainly put together a plan to try to give uh, Jaron some opportunities to see it and throw it. Um, uses athletic ability here and there because I think that's one of his uh, traits that he can really rely on. Yeah. You know, maybe when things get hard or circumstances get difficult. Um, and then it's just how the whole plan comes together. Uh, I love the way over this last sequence of games we've been in the positive territory in the turnover battle. Um, still looking for continued uh, growth there of just understanding the importance of possessing the football. Um, and then, like I yeah. said, Defense and special teams understanding that they might have to pick us up a little bit. We might need a play or two out of the kicking game phase. Defensively, can you make those one or two plays uh, to maybe change the momentum of the game if it gets away from us for a drive or two? All those things are complimentary football, easier said than done against a great team, really well-coached team like the Atlanta Falcons. Um, but I think our guys are up for the challenge. I'm really happy you mentioned time of possession because specifically Niners and Packers, I mean, not only has it gone your way, but at key times of games, yeah. you've dominated it. And and is it fair to say because of that, it's keeping B-Flow's defense fresh and yeah. explosive late? Yeah, I think it's, it's a tough ask to ask those guys to be on the field all day long and be great late in the game. Uh, I love the way, you know, we had the fifth D lineman up the other day, and, and I love the way we were kind of mixing and matching even after Dean Lowry goes out pretty early in that football game uh, with an injury. I think our job offensively, um, and this is where it's critical, to continue to find the run game we can. And, and there's, you know, whether it's movement up front, 
whether it's the, you know, the feeling like without Justin Jefferson, there can be an extra hat in the box, regardless of whatever the circumstances are. We commit to it and, and continue to positively churn out yards, setting up everything else we want to do offensively. And then what's been huge for us, PA, the last couple of weeks has been third down yeah. uh, against the Niners and then Green Bay, two really good defenses, uh, being able to convert third downs and stay on the field. Uh, I think Kirk Cousins you know, deserves a ton of the credit for us doing that. Uh, so we're going to have to try to find ways, different ways to you know, collect some of those earned first downs, stay on the field and give Jaron an opportunity to get in a great rhythm um, as much as we can. And and lastly, with Jaron, I mean, we had the strip sack, might have held it too long, not sure on that, but nevertheless, when he stepped up, and I don't know if he was looking at KJ, who got position on Alexander, but he, you know, a scholar of the game here, he knows Hawkinson's going to break it off inside. Yep. Patient, waited, hit it, TJ breaks a tackle and wins the game. Yeah. So, I mean, like, when you watch that with Jaron, it's not only inspiring and encouraging to him, but as a play-calling head coach, you just have to love that just little snippet of regular season poise. Yeah, I, I think I'm sure there was, you know, backed up there, I'm sure there was a lot of Vikings fans wondering, why are we doing this with this player? <laughs> Uh, but I would just uh, let everyone know I was aware of yeah. the information regarding Kirk at the time. And with a 14-point lead uh, and a lot of football uh, with where I think we're headed, um, I viewed it personally. I may have been the only person outside of a couple doctors and Tyler uh, Williams and Uriah that knew the extent of Kirk's injury, what we thought it was at the time. Uh, so I looked at it as a genuine great opportunity to allow him to make a play yeah. in that moment like he did. And like you said, the ability to get a new set of downs, make them use their timeouts. That was about all it was needed to uh, put that game away up at Lambeau. So uh, 30 seconds here. So with the busy week and the trades and the Falcons and everything and practice, do you even have time with all of this to ask the kicker if he's doing okay? I mean, because kickers, they, I mean, they can be topsy-turvy, right? Yeah, I think Just that's... Put your arm around him. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, an unbelievable job that kickers have to really step out there, uh, you know, on a cold day in, at Green Bay, and, and you got to go out there and take a swing and, and try to make some kicks and put some points on the board. We would have loved, you know, either the blocked field goal to be a three-point play for us or the miss early on in the year or early on in the game. We would have loved that. But yeah. uh, my confidence in Greg is 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 strong. And, uh, you know, Greg's going to go back to work this week, continue to work his technique and fundamentals, and, and best of all, know that we've got belief and confidence that his next kick's going to be his best kick, and, and then we'll <laughs> build from there. And always easy to correct off victories. Thank you very much. Yep, thanks, PA. Kevin O'Connell, three in a row, four KO. Let's make it four this weekend against the Falcons. Speaking of special teams, Matt Daniels, the special teams coordinator, joins us next on X. X's and O's, courtesy of the Minnesota Lottery on KFAN. And the Hold up. I'm eating breakfast right now, and you need to hear about this. Have you ever tried Daily Harvest? My mind is literally blown. I'm enjoying a strawberry peach smoothie made with strawberries, peaches, goji berries, raspberries, and gluten-free oats. Wow. Just wow. It's a fruit explosion. I also got this oat bowl from Daily Harvest. So delicious. There's real fruit in here and even some veggies. It's not freeze-dried or artificially flavored. <laughs> Sorry, I just can't believe how delicious everything is. I want to start every morning like this. Daily Harvest meals are quick, nourishing, and so flipping good. They're made of sustainably sourced fruits and veggies and delivered right to my door. You got to get in on this. Go to dailyharvest.com and enter promo code HARVEST for up to $65 off your first order. That's dailyharvest.com promo code HARVEST for up to $65 off. Again, dailyharvest.com promo code HARVEST for up to $65 off. 
The Fan. on KFAN and the Minnesota Vikings Radio Network continues. And uh, here's one of our very favorites, Matt Daniels, special teams coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, before we welcome Matt in, score big with tailgate spices, try skull seasoned salt, personal foul chicken, kale mary vegetable, and more. Taste the victory at tailgatespices.com. Somebody quite familiar with barbecue, I would imagine, being a, uh, is it a Fayetteville, Georgia native? Or is that just where you went to high school or grew up? Because I know it's like 30 minutes south of Atlanta. Yeah, it is. Which means we know who's going to get tagged on for tickets <laughs> from <laughs> from friends and family members this week, right? Home sweet home. Yes, the the, the ticket amount is <laughs> climbing daily. Right. Daily. Uh, so so growing up just south of Atlanta in Fayetteville, um, you know, you probably would have been middle schoolish, maybe early high school, Mike yep. Vick. Yes. I mean, seriously. Yes. I mean, it's like you had Dominique Ooh. Wilkins in, in the in the Omni, and you had Mike Vick Mike in the Vick Georgia right Dome. How about yes. that? Yes. You know what's so crazy, PA, is that I was more of a Mike Vick fan than I was an Atlanta Falcons fan. Wow. Yeah, and I think I think the Mike Vick fandom that took over really kind of drew me to the Atlanta Falcons. Mm. But I was really a, a Denver Broncos fan. Honestly. Were you really? I really was. Holy but, cow. But but. Everybody I know, including myself, had to make the cleats. Had to. <laughs> had to. Right. Yeah. And, man, you know, Barry Sanders is like ankle-breaking immortality. Yes. Right behind him is Mike Vickbro right on some of those him. runs, man. Right that, that's super him. special. Right behind him. Uh, so now with um, uh, this game against the Atlanta Falcons, uh, the uh, of course they have Cordero Patterson, who may be the greatest kick returner in the history of the National well, Football maybe, League. Maybe, yeah. That's <laughs> Facts, that's proven. And much respect for Cordero, who obviously was here, but the size and the speed and like he, he's he's big big in the midsection with yes. the legs and everything. He's just yes. he's just a handful, isn't he's he? He's a handful. You know, it's so funny. It's something about Minnesota Viking <laughs> kick returners. If yeah. you look at the history of oh. kinda how they rank in terms of Percy. who has the most Percy. Yeah. Right. So you got Cordero, you got Percy, you Kanae. got Kane. Yeah. Right, and so you look at it, there's just something in the water here in Minnesota yeah. when it comes to kick returners. Now, speaking of Kane, in the um, in the 49ers game, I mean, was I the only one freaked out at U.S. Bank Stadium when I think he may have called the first fair catch yeah, in the history was, of, I I'm know, like, welcome back, my man, what are we doing here? That was a, that was a, that was a me decision, I'll leave it in. Yeah, it but he already called the fair catch. Yeah, yeah, it was something we had set up and we just kind of... <laughs> Did everybody know on the yeah, sideline? Yeah, it was a predetermined thing that we that we yeah. wanted to do, yeah. It, it was just weird to see. I know, I know it was. I know his first game back, uh, I know he was biting at the bit right there. What an opportunity that he had, but he was good with it, though. It was something yeah. that we just wanted to are, do. Are you, yeah, I haven't followed this, Matt, but like in the preseason, nobody was calling for fair catches because they're all trying to earn spots. Absolutely. But like in the regular season, is, is anybody calling fair catches? You know, I... You might see a couple, a handful here and there. If I had to imagine through eight games, I bet that there have been a total of 10 fair catches. Wow. 
And I, I think that might be on the high side, mm -hmm. honestly. And, and you know what's going to happen is, is, and it's it's really like this every single year where as the year goes on, the weather starts to change, it gets colder, balls aren't going to travel as far. Yeah. There's going to be an uptick in returns. Yeah. There's going to be an uptick in returns. And that just, it, it is what it is. And, and, you know, really, at the end of the day, guys want to compete. And there's something to it from an attitude standpoint of your unit when you fair catch the ball versus when you return it. Yeah, right. You know, it's like, well, you know, why are we even out here if we're not going to compete at the highest <laughs> level possible yeah. on this play? Well, and with Cordero, who never will call for a fair catch. I mean, seriously, you, I mean, I certainly don't want you to share the plan, but I mean, Cordero, specifically against his former team, eight yards deep, he might be coming out, right? Oh, he's coming out for sure. You know, we just <laughs> looked at the tape. I mean, if it's anywhere within eight yards, He's bringing it out. Right. And rightfully so. Yeah, right? but, but you can so. work that, too, with your coverage, oh, yeah. James. Oh, for sure. For yeah. sure. You know, uh, the guys just did a great job with <laughs> Kayshawn Nixon, who was a great returner. Yeah, he is. Uh, this previous week. And so, you know, we got another another great challenge. And, yeah, uh, and guys are biting at the bit at this opportunity. How um, how does C.J. Ham help you on special teams? Uh, C.J. is... He's like a Swiss Army knife in terms of where I'm able to put him at. He can play every single position on punt, right guard, left guard. Uh, he originally started off at right guard for us, and now he's playing left guard now, kind of with the the uptick in time. DJ Wanham is now playing, so he's off of the punt team now, so we move CJ Ham over to that spot. Yeah. And so there's a, a trust factor that goes into it to where I can feel confident and good good about putting CJ Ham there at that position when he's taking zero snaps there all year or last year. Right. You know, Scholars of the game. Scholars uh, of the game. And, and lastly, uh, with Matt Daniels, special teams coordinator for the Vikings, speaking of scholars for the uh, of the game, uh, Matt was a two-time academic All-ACC at Duke. Okay, this is Duke. We ain't talking Pasadena City College. And um, is is the school football balance at a place like Duke? I mean, seriously, how how hard is that? Uh, PA, that is, you know, I get that question often in terms of, you know, do does the school show any love from an academic standpoint because you're a football player? The answer is no, no, no. <laughs> no. And maybe if you're you know, a Duke basketball maybe, player, maybe maybe if you're a Duke basketball player, just because you're on the road a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, but outside of that, the, you know, the 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 academia there is very rigorous, uh, but they do a great job of providing support there. Uh, mentors, tutors, yeah, uh, to kind of help you along the way. Mm -hmm. uh, but what an incredible, incredible experience I had there. If I could do it all over again, I, I would choose to go to do. You're fantastic, yeah, man. For sure. I appreciate yes, you very much. Nice very good at what you do, too. Yeah. Uh, Matt Daniels, special teams coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings. We thank Kevin O'Connell. Likewise for Curly Harris here at the Vikings Entertainment Network and Eric Nordquist with KFAN and Carly Bonk, the conduit to it all for X's and O's on the KFAN Minnesota Vikings.